if we were to measure ourselves by the um, just the worldly standards, right? I can see that numbers have dwindled, and I'm not sure what that means with uh, you know teaching. So, um, but I've also learned. Um, you know, I learned uh, in, in Marine Corps with a, a un- my unit, uh, my first unit, basically paraphr- uh, the, the point here, right, is it's not who's not there. It's about who is there and, and really focusing on who's around us. I, I know many times uh, as, as leaders were in, uh, we, were, we were doing training and it'd be this focus of, oh, my goodness, I've only got 75% of my people here because they're out doing leave, they're doing other tasks, they've got pulled away or whatever. And if we spend so much time focused on, okay, what we don't have, we miss out on the ones that are right in front of us that God has called us to serve and God has called us to lead. And so that, that was a, a learning point for me at that point of, I'm, I don't worry about who isn't here. I worry about who God has brought, right? And, and really focus on who is in front of me that, that we need to, to focus on. And that's, that's who's there, right? Because, I mean, God didn't, the masses left him <laughs> and he focused on the twelve. And, and that was where, where his focus was. So I am glad you're here. I am glad you're, uh, you, you keep coming back and, and be part of this group, uh, this fellowship, uh, us being in community with one another and learning from each other and seeking God's, God's face, seeking God's glory, his will for our life. This is a, a powerful experience for all of us to, to, to get to invest in, in each other and, and learn together. So... Um, I appreciate the opportunity to, to share with you this last uh, week. Um, it's been a, a pleasure these, uh, these three weeks and um, really enjoyed doing the study of Ecclesiastes and, and working through it and looking forward to uh, the next sessions uh, that, as we continue on. But let, let's, uh, let's recap or, or re- I want to remind you of two key things of, of, with Ecclesiastes and that, that word hevel. Right, which is the the vapor, the uh, things. It, meaning is hard to grasp. It is translated in in most translations as meaningless or vanity. But I think it loses that metaphor of really that it's about vapor or mere breath, and that it's not that it's meaningless because God does not do things that are meaningless. Right? He did not create this earth. It is not meaningless. Our lives are not meaningless. But the actual you know, metaphor translation is the meaning is hard to grasp, grasp many times, right? It's hard to understand. And, and I, I'm in that place. I'm, I've been in that place. I'll be in those places again, right? We're trying to figure out the meaning of God. What are you doing here? It's hard to grasp, right? But he also, he also, in Ecclesiastes, he, he's, he's very clear on some concise things of these are things that we should do, like fear the Lord, right? Uh, he keeps bringing us back to that and then we see at the end uh, he does that as well so so let's um um and, and one other aspect that i want like to remind and as always kind of for is the meaning of frustration is what what is it, tony right yeah so i i call it unmet expectations right 
we get frustrated in life. Let's what what we need to look at right is what was I expecting to happen, and I think a lot of times we've got our expectations of God of how He's going to operate. We got our expectations of life of how it should go for us. We got expectations of other people of how they're supposed to interact with us. We. And I know this never happens. we got an expectation of how the church should be treating us or treating others, right? But we're always right about that, right? So, yeah, there we go. But, but understanding, right, we get frustrated. It's because we've got these expectations. And, and frustration's not wrong. Let's just make sure we've got the right expectations, right? And are we expecting what God is expecting from, from us? So, so. Those are, I think, key elements as we look through Ecclesiastes and as he's teaching us. And, and you know, we got the critic and the author talking here. But um, start into uh, Ecclesiastes uh, 5, uh, 8. And he says, if you see in a province the oppression of the poor and the violation of justice and righteousness, do not be amazed at the matter. For the high official is watched by a higher and there are yet higher ones over them. But this is gain for a land in every way, a king committed to cultivated fields. All right. So, so just here, right, I mean, we, we focus a lot on justice and mercy causes, right? We, we stand in this, how can that happen? How, how can human trafficking, how can someone actually do that? And we stand in disgust. We stand and say, that is not right. That isn't there. We stand and uh, as we see governments taking over private property, we see governments moving and doing, making laws. Right now in our own land, right, we've got, we've got abortion being a big issue of trying to do it right up to delivery. So, you know, it's, it's crazy stuff. And, and it's interesting. He says, do not be amazed by the matter. Right? Wait a minute. God, God is a God of justice. Shouldn't we, shouldn't we be amazed that his creation is vile and doing these things? Right? And we have this expectation that, that human nature as a whole is going to do good. Maybe that's our expectation. Right? But let's check that expectation. And, and so I, 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 I love, you know, he, he just brings out these things to make us think about this and bring the reality on that, on these things. So, and again, he's not saying it, it shouldn't be justice. He's not saying that they're right or wrong. He's just saying, don't be amazed at this, right? We get, we, we've, we've, we've been in places and seen people, right? They get amazed that people are evil. And I'm, I'm really not amazed at the evil that people do. God destroyed the earth by the flood because of the evil that men did, <laughs> you know? And and so us being amazed at it is really not, I think that's his caution here, right? Just don't be amazed at it. Not saying don't do anything about it. Don't be surprised, right? There is there is an injustice in our, in our world. And so uh, verse 10, he says, He who loves money will not be satisfied with money, nor he who loves wealth with his income. This also is vanity. This also is a meaning that is hard to grasp, right? When goods increase, they increase who eat them. And what advantage has their owner but to see them with his eyes? 
Sweet is the sleep of a laborer, whether he eats little or much, but the full stomach of the rich will not let him sleep. Right? And in here, I, he's, he's not talking about it's, it's good to be poor and it's bad to be rich or vice versa. That's not what he's addressing, right? He's talking about the, the meaning that's hard to grasp that the person who pursues money and loves money is not fulfilled by it. And yet, um, because the wealth that comes with the income, more people are just going to take advantage of it. And so there, there's always this downside to the upsides. And so um, looking at the, uh, you know, whether he eats little or much, but the full stomach of the rich will not let him sleep, right? Because if, if there, the more possessions that come into our responsibility to steward, our responsibility to deal with, there's now more responsibility to deal with. And there's more things that can go wrong, right? If we've... If, we, if we've got five houses, uh, you know that that we we're managing as investment properties, whatever, right? Well, I know just the one house I have, right? If something goes wrong with that, that's a pain in the butt. <laughs> and now I got to deal with five of them, right? So there's there's goodness out of that, but there's also headaches out of that. And so I, I think you know as he's looking at the this dichotomy of this, right? There is no arrival on this earth of where everything is settled, where everything is peaceful, where everything, there's always challenges. And I think that is, that is an expectation I think I've dealt with. I've, I've finally come to realize, like, life is not going to get easier. It, it just won't. I, 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 I mean, I honestly had this, I realized this just recently, right, in the last several months of I had this expectation that at some point I was going to get to a point in life where things were going to get easier. And what I'm finding is they get harder. <laughs> I'm frustrated. That's frustrating, right? But now that, now that I can reset that expectation, I'm going to be able to deal with it more. Give me time. It'll take me some months to overcome that because that's years of, of that expectation, right? But, and, 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 I can't, and I can honestly say it was, it was due to good reasons, right? Because I was helping businesses, been helping organizations and teams, and we do get things smoother. And things do even out so that the things that were hard are easier. But there's always new challenges that come. So, so anyway, you know, our expectations really drive a lot of our joy and happiness and, and contentment in life of what are we expecting to happen, right? And, and if we're expecting the wealth that once I get to this income level, once I get to this net worth, once I get to this piece, then things will kind of say, oh, he's telling us, listen, there, there's more stuff that comes with that that you're not aware of, right? So he, keep, he keeps going on. There is a grievous evil that I have seen under the sun. Riches were kept by their owner to his hurt, and those riches were lost in a bad venture. And he is father of a son, but he has nothing in his hand. As he came from his mother's womb, he shall go again, naked as he came, and shall take nothing for his toil that he may carry away in his hand. This also is a grievous evil. Just as he came, so shall he go, and what gain is there to him who toils for the wind? Moreover, all his days he eats in darkness and much vexation and sickness and anger. Right? What's, what's the purpose of working? 
What's the purpose of toiling on this earth and, and trying to accomplish things and gain things? We come into this world naked, we leave it naked. Can we live naked? I mean, that's a good question, right? Can we just go out and live naked? I know some people on nudity beaches. That's right. <laughs> right? But we know that's not, not feasible because we do have to work. We've got to earn some type of revenue, whether it's in the form of cash or chickens or cows or vegetables, whatever, because we've got to eat. We cannot, we cannot survive without eating and drinking water, right? So, you know, he's, he's pointing out this grievous evil under the sun, right, of man kept his riches, then he lost it all. Um, you know, it was to his to his hurt because of bad venture. You know, and, and anyway, he's just looking at the, the futility of our focus on this as being the, the reason, right? That, I, he's not addressing it saying that we don't do these things. He's addressing the fact of where we, really, where are we putting our faith? Where are we putting our purpose and meaning, right? And, and he, he, you know, he keeps coming back to, or he will keep coming back to, right? It is about fearing God and what are, what is God calling us to do uh, on this? So, so 18, um, Behold, what, what I have seen to be good and fitting is to eat and drink and find enjoyment in all the toil with which one toils under the sun the few days of his life that God has given him, for this is his lot. Everyone also to whom God has given wealth and possessions and power to enjoy them and to accept his lot and rejoice in his toil, this is the gift of God. For he will not much remember the days of his life because God keeps him occupied with joy in his heart. Right? And so this this is the summary or the the conclusion, the 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 analysis that he comes to in, in, in chapter five, right, is he's seen to be what's good and fitting. Eat, drink, find enjoyment in all the toil with which one toils under the sun. You know, and, and that the, the gift of God, right, is that we're able to rejoice in that, that, that we're able to see that what we're doing is, is valuable, that what we're doing is productive for God, that it's in line with God, and that we're doing what God's called us to do, right? And so we've got toil. He doesn't say there's it, – it, it's, the gift of God is not, not having toil. The gift of God is being able to be content in that toil and, and working on that. So, so anyway, that, that wraps up Ecclesiastes 5. Um, we've got a few questions to talk uh, there. And uh, again, I, it's been a pleasure to, to share with you. Thank you for listening and um, I look forward to having the discussions. Uh, at our-